Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal. We had a huge weekend in sports. We're excited. We're going to get into it. Grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen. Let's do this. We've got a big episode 12 for you. I'm your co-host, Kurt, and I've got my co-host, Dick, here. We're going to talk upcoming conference championships this weekend in college football. We're going to talk some bottles that we have our eye on coming up, and we're going to uh, really dive into each of those. Say what's up, Dick. What's up, Drammers? How y'all doing? All right. So before we really get into it, a couple things we want to cover with you on the socials. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram. That's 4thDram, 4thDram, and on Facebook, 4thDram and Go. Um, we're definitely very active out there and looking to interact with you as much as possible. So, Kurt, I'm going to go ahead and kick it back to you, man. Um, you know, we do this every episode, and I think this is a great way to kind of dive in and make sure that we're nice and loaded as we go through these episodes. What's in your glass, buddy? All right. I'm going to give a disclaimer. I'm kind of pulling a Lamar Jackson tonight. He's going to go take a shit in the fourth quarter and come back and win the game. Yes, I'm, I'm playing through injury right now. Is, I, is constipation an injury? Constipation of the nose in the whiskey game. That's I think, like a... I think that's the opposite of what you have, though, because you have a runny nose. That's, a, that's an ACL. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to say it's the C word. I'm thinking it's some pretty bad allergies. I'm definitely uh, keeping an eye on my symptoms. I've got the Baltimore Ravens staff working on me right now, and uh, I'm going to give it a go. Uh, but Just I'm, do me a favor, though. Don't go hug all the Cowboys pregame, okay? I'll try not to. We're going to start the show. I'm going to start warming up, and then you're going to tell me to head for the showers. So I have Chattanooga cast strength. It is a 111 proof. Straight bourbon whiskey, and I will read all the nerdy stuff in a second after I ask you what's in your glass. So I did it. I I, I did it. I found a Jack Daniels product that I like, Ooh. and for all the shit talking, I've talked about old number seven. So much pressure, so much review watching. So much just quit being a little bitch and go try it. I went ahead and pulled the trigger on a little 375 um, Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof, clocking in at 127.8 proof. And I'll give my my notes here in a minute, but I'm blown away, man. I mean, I am thoroughly impressed, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about why as we go along. I'm proud of you, there, buddy. So I feel like I, I've grown up finally. I think you've finally. Showing some maturity there. I picked this Chattanooga cast strength because I had walked by it several times and it, it started getting enough traction on the internet for me to look into it. And then I did, I usually buy the bottle and then I'll see what people say. This one was all over the place. So this one's pretty cool on the back of the label. They tell you everything, yellow corn, malted rye, Caramel malted barley and honey malted barley in the mash bill. It's a fermentation, uh, a tempered seven days, a temperated seven days. What the fuck does that mean? I'm not even going to try to tell you that. Um, 
I think from what I read online, it was fermented an extra seven days. Maybe. Uh, single fermentation, which is extended seven days. Yes. 70, so it's 75% corn, 25% malt, which is pretty high malt-wise. The age greater than two years and even has the bat size on the back of this barrel. Pretty cool cork. Pretty cool looking bottle. Made in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is one of those, what do you call a craft whiskey? And you're the craft beer guy, so you'll be able to chime in more on this. But apparently they're really young. And they actually had started off uh, MGPing it. And then recently, within the last couple of years, I think it's their stuff now. Now, I got that little tidbits from all over, you know, five, six reviews I, I watched on it. Um, Mash and Drum said good things. Bourbon Santa is not so good things uh, from the 20 seconds I heard. Um, but it was worth a shot. And then at the end, you know, we're going to try to get this more structured. We've had a lot of practice rounds now, so we are going to try to keep to the first dram, second dram, third dram, fourth dram uh, layout. And by the fourth dram, I'm going to give you my thoughts on this bourbon, even though I'm I'm wounded, man. All right. So, Kurt, I know you're a little wounded there, man. What do you get on the nose? So, I'm, I'm not as congested as I'm saying. I've got a pretty good scent of what's going on here, but wouldn't that be a hell of a story? Like you're going in for a professional tasting contest and you wake up with a congested nose. Think about it. That would be my excuse if I lost. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. no. <laughs> so, I had the vid. I had the vid. I got tested next day. <laughs> I got the allergies. I got the Texas allergies. Um, I had read caramel and toffee and I got that on the nose. You do get malt, you know, with that high malt percentage. So I was expecting that. I'm not getting, you can tell that's there, but the caramel is actually sticking out quite a bit more than I was going to think. It actually is clearing the sinuses there. Well, that's why we drink whiskey. It's what the hot toddy was invented for. Nerd alert. Ooh, you know what? I'm going to do while you're, while you're nosing through that. I have to tell you about something, man. I picked up this, um, Dude, another Jack Daniels, like winter cider or something like that. It's like a 30% whiskey, but it's not even like a real whiskey. It's just like a hard hard cider kind of thing. I've actually tried it. It's not bad. It tastes just like apple cider. I'm probably going to start putting them in my hot toddies as I have throughout the winter here, man. Christmas break, hot toddy time. I have nothing to input in that story except that I mix my whiskey with eggnog. Um well, I'm not going to put good whiskey with eggnog. And you said Jack Daniels. So I listened. I did. You put Jack, um, Dan- Jack Daniels and eggnog. Maybe not be bad. So when I get sick, I will do the whiskey, squeeze of lemon, dash of honey. And sometimes I'll leave out the lemon and the honey. Is that a hot toddy? Do you put it in tea? No. Okay. If you put it in tea, it's a hot toddy. Mm. So it's basically a hot toddy, except you put I put whiskey in there as well. It opens and then you, up. And then you place the tea bag <laughs> into, your, into your cup. I'm getting, I'm getting specific directions here for the next time. I have a congested nose here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's exactly with what it is. <laughs> okay. So you tea bag it. Got it. That's the difference. Okay. Yep. Yep. Tea bags. So you've got to tell me more. I'm excited. You're on the Jack Daniels train. I'm on the Jack Daniels train, man. Choo-choo, motherfucker. What's on the nose? 
All right. So I think I had like kind of a breakthrough because I think as you're training yourself and you're really trying to get into whiskey and really understand what are these smells? What are these aromas? One thing I really got here that I think stands out and I really was able to identify this thing was bananas, right? So typically I call this kind of like a, it's like a fruity, I'll, I'll tend to kind of lean toward like dark berries or like raspberries kind of thing. But for the first time I was able to be, I was able to say, okay, that's not that old forester esque cherry berry kind of smell you get. And I kind of put it on the back burner. Um, I got cinnamon. I got like chocolate covered raspberries too. A lot of chocolate, but then just nuttiness. The nuttiness only came after the first or second sip though. Going back and saying, okay, here's all my nosing notes. Go look online and say, oh, that's what that is. That's banana. That's banana that I'm smelling. And so I think as you're starting to open up your nose into the whiskey game, doing that kind of like, hey, what can I identify? And then filling in the gaps of what those random smells are or how you kind of mature along the way. So long story short, I know I go on rants, vanilla, banana, peanuts um, after the second sip, get a little bit of raspberries, but there's this like oaky banana kind of in your face smell that you get. I, I enjoyed it, man. I really did. So when you say nutty, mm-hmm. I, I think of that Jack Daniels funk is that from you know our tasting earlier? I I think it's different, man. I think it's different because you talk about funk, and I kind of get like that kind of a grassy Scotch funk kind of thing. This yeah. is like putting your face in like Planters peanuts, and then like on the back end, like if you ever take like a handful of like bar nuts, Planters peanuts, yeah. put them in your mouth, and like that's what I don't get into tasting here. I'm sorry, but. That's like so the back end of this. Like that is yeah. what lingers in your mouth. Yeah. And for those that have listened to a couple of episodes, like we said, we're going to try to stick to the first dram, second dram, third dram, fourth dram. Second dram is going to be the nose. Third dram is going to be our palate. Fourth dram is where we're going to bring it home and give you our overall score and what we think of it. So for those of you that follow along, that's what we're going to try to kind of stick to from now on. As the Instagram followers and, you know, as we're feeling more better about this, because, you know, the more followers, the more pumped we're getting. Like, even though we're at, you know, barely 70, we're trying to bring our A game now. We are so excited about this, but we are going to try to stick to a format. Um, What's good, man? I'm excited that you're trying some of the Jack Daniels products. I still will talk highly of the Jack Daniels Heritage and the Jack Daniels Frank Sinatra. I will not buy uh another bottle of the jack dick sinatra for the price but it's definitely a once collectible kind of thing and i think that's one of those things that if i continue to like i'm probably gonna get the heritage next but i might pull the trigger on that sinatra if i could see it i could find it because it's impossible to find right now oh i've seen it everywhere it makes me want to even try that eric church edition can't tell you anything about it um other than I know Eric Church is a country singer. Correct? That is correct. Good. All right, let's get into some sports. Stick into the second dram. Conference championships, big weekend. Lots of stuff has already happened off the field. Oregon had to replace Washington. Lots of teams are not just specifically goal uh, bowl or conference championship wise um 
teams are having to cancel their last games. They don't have enough scholarship players. That's what happened to Vanderbilt. They had the kicker. She posted that her career was over. Thanking the Vanderbilt uh, team for having her. They didn't have enough scholarship players to play. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I guess the movie um, Unnecessary Roughness didn't come into hand there. But yeah, or, or you know, we are Marshall. That was completely different. But so this is what we're going to do. We're going to. They didn't have enough scholarship players either. Whoa. So I'm not wrong. <laughs> I will tell you this. You know, we've talked movies and we've talked Matthew McConaughey. We are Marshall. It's a great movie. Underrated sports movie of all time. I don't think it's underrated at all. I don't think it's as appreciative as like appreciated as it should be. I really appreciate it. And I, and I joke about Marshall, but I mean, like that, that whole story was a fucking tragedy. And I, I have to, I put dark humor and that's how I deal with tragedy. But like that was, it was a great movie and it played pretty close to the vest from as far as like reality. So, yeah, no. Great job. Um, so we're going to give you our, we're going to talk about the matchup. We're going to give you our prediction. And then we're going to work in whiskey by saying what we would be drinking or one, what would one think of drinking as they're watching that conference game? Okay. Give our explanations. Could be region, could just be for the hell of it, but we'll, we'll get into that. All right. So let's start with the one that I thought when we were putting our, our blueprint together, had the least relevance of all the Pac-12 championship. But you sent me something the other day that I started scratching my head at work. You gave me a percentage that supposedly one of these teams is possibly playing for a playoff spot. Yeah, dude. Like, was it like Tuesday? Not even Tuesday. It was Monday, I think. I sent you that, and I had seen that the – I think it was ESPN College Football posted – that USC had like a 50% chance to get into the college football playoff, like above Clemson. Like that blew me away. And then you finally, you know, Tuesday night rolls around. And by the way, we didn't even talk about National Signing Day, which is today, and A&M's blowing it out of the water. But at the same time, dude, they're sitting at number 13 as of, you know, December 16th. How? How? How do you, how do you come out of complete – non-relevancy the entire season and just oh because you win the pack 12 get the fuck in there all right horseshit so th- that was from uh that was an espn espn college football yeah okay so well it was the- it was a probability matrix probability matrix that they posted probability matrix got it okay so there's uh, it would totally have to do with how they do in that game this is their sixth game of the year. This will be their sixth game. Yep. 34 to 30. That's how they beat Arizona. The team that didn't win a game and just fired their coach this last week. <laughs> After that 70 to 77 uh, to seven whooping. <laughs> 28 to 27 to start the year off. That was that first week that we said we can't tell too much about it because their first week back. Uh, Utah, 33 to 17. Washington State, 38-13. to 13. Their last game last week was against the Crosstown Rivals, UCLA. Or I don't know. Maybe it's not Crosstown. I'm not big on the Los Angeles. Dude, no, nobody fucking cares. Geography. But UC- anyway, Crosstown. so they get Oregon, mm-hmm. who replaces Washington. Because 
Washington has the COVID. Yep. I'm I don't I don't know how much that percentage has anything to do. I haven't watched ESPN enough this week to tell you that that's legitimate or not. Um so it was on their, was on their Insta. Like well, I can put that we have 5 million followers on our Insta. Yeah, but we're also not in Disney-owned corporation with a bunch not of yet. people. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. When we sell out, we will We will for sure sell out. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's just forget that rating aside. That would be huge controversy. But let's just say USC, I think we're both aligned. USC is probably going to win the Pac-12, right? I would think so. Okay. But it's not crazy enough to say Oregon beats them. I'm not going to be shocked. But I will, for the purposes of pick, making a prediction, I'll go USC. Okay. All right. And I'm USC as well. Um, so the question remains, what whiskey are you drinking? So we're talking Pac-12. Yep. We're talking West Coast. We're talking... West Coast. A little different. A little out of the ways. Completely different time zone. I'm going to go with a bottle that I've had before, and I really want to grab it again. I'm going to go Woodenville Straight Bourbon Whiskey from Washington, the state of Washington. Um, I had this probably in March, and it was really good. It was behind a glass case at one of my former liquor stores because we've since moved out of that area and usually their stuff behind the glass case was something to grab. And when I saw it for $45, I said, absolutely grabbed it. And it was sweet. It was sweet. Really, really good. Give it a try. Um, I guess they would kind of be considered one of these craft distilleries that we've talked about. Yeah, I would, I would put them up there as well. So yeah, I'm drinking from the state of Washington. A West Coast item. I'm drinking some Woodenville. All right. I'm going to go a little farther south than you, but not to say that I'm actually going to get anywhere near Southern California. Um, I'm going to say Northern California. I'm going to say with the Redwood Empire Distillery. Um, it's more specifically their Lost Monarch. And the only reason I want to do that is because I feel like USC has lost their Monarch and they have been not good for a very long time. So, hey, they need to find that monarchy and um, find their Trojan horse. And for some, some small chance they get into the college football playoff, it'll be entertaining to watch to see if they can actually play. Mm-hmm. Good take, good take. You got definitely dicked, dicked that one up quite a bit. You know how I do, man. So next game... Or- well, you mean next conference on the list of most irrelevant to most relevant, right? Yes, we are doing that. We are working our way up. The ones that we think will have the least implications to the most, but apparently, thanks to Dick's percentages, um, we're going to go. They're not Dick's percentages. I just sent you a dick pic. All right. I'm just showing that's you. True. I, mean. I did get a dick pic at work, and I was like, whoa, look at this. That's huge. This is a lot higher than I thought. <laughs> All um, right, so I think we're going to go Big 12 next, right? Big 12. That's our that's our area. Well, speak for yourself. But. Shut your face. Shut your shut your pie hole. 
Good damn. I I don't. Didn't go to TV channel and we anyway. Anyway, um, Big Twelve country. We've got Iowa State versus Oklahoma. New kid to the show against the old veteran. Who do you got? I don't want to pick them, so I'm just not going to pick them. I'm not going to pick OU. I'm going to pick the Cyclones. I have a soft spot in my heart for them. There's two teams in the Big 12 that I actively root for, three, depending on who they play. And number one is Iowa State. Number two is Tech. Number two is Tech. Number two is Tech. We do root for Tech in this house. Um, I don't know why, but we know like to some bitches. Cheers, cheers, brother. Like there. Cheers. And then um, I only root for OU if they play Texas. So if Iowa State is not able to play, which is something I've heard, then it would leave Texas to come into it. And then I'd be rooting for OU. But right now it stands ISU. And I'm going to pick Templeton Rye because it's the one Iowa whiskey I know. All right. Well, I'll have fun with this one. I I want to go against you on some of these, and I think we will on a couple of them, but not this one. I'm going Iowa State. I love what Matt Campbell, I think he, what he's done there is awesome. Started the year off rough, which both schools did. Mm-hmm. All right. We talked about that in a prior show. It's like we're fucking Notre dame over here. Um Spencer Rattler had his bumps in the road. They lost those first couple games. We said maybe it was the lack of preparation due to COVID. Uh, Iowa State lost to, was it Louisiana Lafayette to start the year? Either them or Monroe, but I think it was Lafayette. That sounds right. It was. It was. So they lose that game. They get going, lose a close one, that Oklahoma State. But what Matt Campbell's done is awesome. He's the in coach right now. Going against the last in coach, could have been. Was he going to be the Cowboys coach? Was he not? Lincoln Riley, the tech background, the offensive genius. I'm a Lincoln Riley fan, but I'm going to give them the edge, um, just because I want to. And you were talking about the Big 12 teams that you root for. Do you remember Seneca Wallace? Yes, 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 so much so. Oh, my God, Seneca, I loved watching that guy play. Seneca Wallace was awesome. It's it's a shame, but I will totally take it. His greatest collegiate play was that run against Texas Tech where it was like a 13-yard score, but it was like a 100-yard scramble and run. He might right. vict it. Oh, yeah. He went to the right, cuts clear across the middle to the left. Seneca Wallace was the dude. And they had those cool uniforms. I think that was part of the reason I rooted for them. They Were that the, the black and yellows, or the black um, yellow? They had the f- they had the full red. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the bird, the cyclone, mm-hmm. and the tornado. Yeah, cool stuff. Um, yeah, I would I would say that 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 is what their go to helmet should be. But that's yes. another conversation. Talk about throwback, aren't you? Uh, so I'll go Iowa State. Another game that I could see going both ways as will probably the rest of these, except for one of them. I'm drinking probably because I want to keep it Southern. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I couldn't pretend to know that I name no a whiskey from the state of Oklahoma. I was going to ask you that if you knew any, if you already answered it, but yeah. 
No, I know there's a Red River, but I don't think that's an Oklahoma product. I think that's a Texas whiskey. And I love the state of Texas. And when I think Big 12, I think the state of Texas because all three schools, all three big schools, and yeah, Tech may not be the third one, but to me it is, damn it. They all represented the Big 12, the old Southwestern Conference. I'm going to probably drink some TX. Why the hell not? I've had TX bourbon. Not bad. Are they considered a bourbon, though? Because I thought it was TX whiskey. I don't think that they do. They have a bourbon. They do. Okay, so I've only had their TX whiskey, which is my understanding more of an American whiskey style. Yes, the bourbon's bourbon's decent, uh, but for the hell of it. To do something with Texas Big Twelve, I'm drinking that. There is a research item there for so Oklahoma whiskeys. If you know any that you're listening, I don't want to. Yes, let us know. Yes, emails. Um, at fourthtramandgoal at gmail.com. Yeah, this is one of those I don't really want to Google. I'd much rather have someone just put us a shame on it. Yes, I want to save the Texas talk for the next episode though. But I'll go. I'll go TX right now for the Big Twelve game. Okay. All right, so as we move up the ladder of irrelevancy and we get to that middle rung, this is the cusp or the bubble of relevancy. You know, I have my feelings on this topic. Um, It hits very close to home today. But the Big Ten, man, what are you thinking? We got OSU and we got Northwestern. So we got the guys who never finished school versus the guys who are basically in Ivy League. Whoa. When's the last time you saw an NFL player that went the OSU and actually graduated? That guy. Which guy? Um, Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> I don't think he ever was an NFL game, first and foremost. Oh, um, he went the OSU. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm sure one of their 65 quarterbacks that they usually have on the roster. Oh, okay. Uh, Joe Burrow. Did not graduate from OSU. You didn't say. You said, "Did he graduate?" <laughs> you know what Is I mean. He a big some name bitch. in the NFL. <laughs> well, you I mean, for half a that. season. Hey, look for technicalities all you want. All I know is I just all I, okay. all I know is you just told me that that Louisiana has more college graduate quarterbacks in the NFL than Ohio State. Did Carlisle make it all his? Did he? Did he finish senior? No, he left early. Right? He didn't come to play school. That's that's true too. Uh Barrett, did any of those guys in that triangle? Terrell Pryor may have graduated, but he's not a college or an NFL quarterback. Oof. Anyway, whole other rabbit hole. Uh <laughs> that's what we do best, man. Dig him and put him away. Troy Smith. Is that was that Troy Smith finished all four years, right? I don't know. Now you're thinking way too much about it. Well, just, don't open just... a can of worms if you don't want the damn answer. Well, because you anyway, don't know the answer. You should have just if, taken if... Jer- You should have taken Burrow, dick. <laughs> Moving on. There's not much to talk about here. OSU wins this game. Northwestern was awesome. Great little story for a while, which they usually are some season. I'm interested to see how much longer uh, Fitzpatrick. Dude, he's been coaching for like 13 years or something like that now. I mean, I want to say since I was in high school, he's been coaching. Yeah, so I I got it pulled up right now. He's been the head coach there since uh, 
Oh, wow. Yeah, 2006 is when that happened. What, what? Yeah, so he was um, he was the assistant when... Dude, that's when my wife and I started dating. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot longer. I don't know why we always end up talking about coaches, but it's a cool little thing. Um, I mean, we're at that age where like we can't really relate to players anymore because we're old bones and stuff. True that. True that. Uh, head coach Randy Walker. Randy Walker was the head coach at Northwestern. Passes away. Fitzgerald takes over. Has been there ever since. Always a great story. They seem to start the season like that, and then Michigan State happened. I don't think they'll beat Ohio State this year. I think Ohio State wins that game. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, but how much would you like to see Northwestern win that game? Because I think that would just be – Not as much as you. You're, you're 100% right on. Why would I want the team that I think is good, and I've told you that all year, to not look good? Justin Fields is not going to let them lose that game. Okay. All right, I'm going to do something that I know I'm probably going to lose, but the chaff chance that I do win – I'm going to bet you a bottle of brown water Northwestern wins this game. Ooh. And I'm going to bet Ooh. you a bottle of little 375 Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof for it. I'll take Just, that. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Now, if I win, I get a full 750. Uh, well, I'm, I'm taking yeah, the bigger sure. risk. Whatever. All right. Yeah, whatever. You get it. Yeah, 750 of old tub. You got it. Okay. Um, I want a 175. <laughs> so you're taking Northwestern for spite and because no, you're praying that that happens. I'm not actually, I'm not going to call it that way. That's just a personal bet. Um, I am going to say OSU. No, no, no. I'm going to say Northwestern. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Can't do it. But I'm going to say this about OSU. It's much like Jack Daniels. So that's what I'll be drinking. Only the special editions are good. It doesn't mean that all the old number seven teams are good. Not every Ohio State team is good. I don't think that this is a special edition team. I think this is an old number seven who hasn't proven themselves. And until they actually do so, they don't deserve a shot in the college football playoff. Okay. I'm going to say, once again, I said OSU is going to win. I'm going to drink E.H. Taylor, a small batch. Another year being consistent. I mean, that's who they are. They're going to be there. They may not be the one, but uh, they're going to be there, and they're going to be there this year. So I'm going to take them. You're just trying to trigger me. You know how much I love E.H. Taylor. Did I do that on purpose? No. No. Compare, sound like something comparing the I'm supposed to be the dick here. Whiskey that you have a lamp made out of. I do. Uh, to OSU. No, I had no prior intentions of doing that whatsoever so are you hacking into my my cameras man come on you're gonna see some stuff i don't know if you, you want put to it on the gram bro oh yeah i did put it on the gram um all right so completely unrelated topic i just have to get your opinion on this because i keep saying him and we're watching i'm sitting here watching duke and notre dame play it's actually a pretty decent game i mean duke is trash this year but um so it's notre dame duke is trash at what basketball they're two and two no oh, how the hell because they're supposed to live up to Duke standards. Okay. Anyway, regardless, continue. regardless, I keep saying these coaches, and and Jimbo's one of them. But I just saw Coach K do it, wearing these masks, but they look like almost mesh, 
and you can see their face through it. Like you can see the shadow of their nose and their, their mouth on it. Do you actually think that, you know which mask I'm talking about? Like, have you watched like football and like, how, how does that keep the COVID out? How does that keep air particles out? Like I can see light through it on the other side. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> we need to get a doctor on the show. We live in the world where people are walking around with t-shirts over their face, you know, uh, pictures of people cutting out milk cartons and putting it on a helmet. I mean, I, it, it's who makes it? Does Nike make it? I have to take a guess. Probably works. Probably works fantastic. If Nike made condoms, I'd buy them. So, I mean, even if they were mesh, <laughs> sure, probably works. Probably was made in Oregon. Probably makes me run faster. No, no, they, okay, they weren't. It. None of Nike's products are made in Oregon. They're all made in Malaysia. We all know that. Well, still, if it came in a condom uh, with a cool little logo on it, maybe painted gold. Yeah, it worked. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Mike Strzokowski has on his face right now. I'm not watching basketball, other than the fact that the Knicks won their exhibition game, which I couldn't think of anything more that doesn't mean shit right now. But since you brought up basketball, back to the topic at hand. So now we're getting into the the relevancy factor. And people are going to call me a homer for putting one conference over the other. But when you talk about number of college football championships, including BCS titles, which I just want to correct you, fun fact from our last episode. When you talked about Florida State winning the national championship, it was in 2013, the last year of the BCS national championship. So for the record, I was correct on that. I, I don't know what you just said. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> Get into your prediction, Dick. It'll be my whole our whole second episode. Um, <laughs> all right. So ACC, we got the old Notre Dame fighting Irish against the Clemson. That's it. Just the Clemson. I think we're both going to pick the same one here. No, but... we're not, asshole. Go for it. Oh, shit. No, 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 no. You're surprising me because you knew no, who I'm picking. Go for it. Give me who are you picking. Man, I'm, I'm picking Clemson. Mister, I want to make bottle bets on the show. <laughs> I'm picking Clemson, man. Um, Why are you taking Clemson? Come on, say it. <laughs> say it. Because they have the best team say with the best it. offensive system to enable say a very good quarterback. It. Because they're probably the best team other than Say Bama. his name. <laughs> and we, can we call it LT Law? Um, no, because I think this go around, they do have Trevor Lawrence. Um, they've got their full system. I don't know that anybody's going to be out. What? You fucking said it. That's what. <laughs> oh, he's going to look like, what the fuck did you just do? Yeah, no, Trevor Lawrence, like, it, that's the X factor in this game, right? They've already played head to head. I don't think, I mean, don't be wrong. Ian Book balled out. I said after that first game, Jeez, Ian Book out balled this, out. Yo, Trevor Lawrence is nuts. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Pot in the kettle, bro. Pot in the kettle. Um, <laughs> Teabag in that kettle or no? <laughs> You're going to go there. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm going I'm to take Clemson, man. And when I'm watching Clemson win that game, um, I'm actually going to be drinking a bottle you gave me for my birthday. A uh, – Elijah Craig, um, batch fit 50, 520, right? It's B520. Um, yep, B520. And I'm going to be drinking that while I watch Clemson beat the hell out of Notre Dame. 
God help us, Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. And why am I picking picking Elijah Craig? It's because Elijah Craig's always been a solid, solid brand, much like Clemson. They've always been a solid team. They had some really good teams. They have a Disney movie, Safety, right now. I haven't watched. I need to um, that up. Yeah, I know. I do too. It's like, what the fuck did that come from? Um, but the most recent editions of Elijah Craig have blown the whiskey world away. Like, they're like, oh, this is a really good whiskey. And they're like, oh, you give us barrel proof? Oh, you give us toasted barrel? Oh, you give Elijah Craig 18? Like, I feel like there's a rye out there. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we saw that on the whiskey top 20 advocate, right? Whiskey advocate top 20. Um, I feel like the most, the most recent Clemson teens since Dabo really took over have just swept us up, man. Swept us up in Clemson fever. All right. So, yeah, no, I can't. If we didn't want to get hit with a fucking copyright lawsuit, I'd play the Notre Dame theme song right now. Fight song. <laughs> Sue me. I don't care. Um, <laughs> got nothing to lose. I got. I mean, come on. I'm going with the Fighting Irish. Are they going to let me down? Possibly. Have they done it ever since they played Oregon State back in the 2000 whatever Fiesta Bowl Carlisle Holiday? Absolutely. But I'm going to pick them. Because I believe in the Irish and 110% solely because I am a fan and I totally think Clemson's going to win the game, but I'm, I'm going with the Irish. You know, there, there's there's like you and like two other people that I know as Notre Dame fans that didn't don't have anything to do with Notre Dame, um, like gone there. Whoa, dude, just kick me while I'm down. I'm not kicking Sorry. you. Sorry. No, but it's funny because everybody else I was well, talking to taking you while you're down. I'm just talking complete shit about you. <laughs> everybody right. else I know is like that went anywhere else is like the only people that like Notre Dame went to Notre Dame. But like That's I'm like, no, I know it's not. I know the biggest fan base. The I know this because of the Catholic Church. You're gonna get me all fired up. Ooh, not even because of that. I mean, that does I'm sure have a lot to do with it because if you don't root for them, you're literally going against your own religion at times. But I guarantee you, seventy-five percent of the people that root for Notre Dame because of because of the movie Rudy, which we've already dove into, and we talked about, which was a, li- a massive disappointment for you in the long term. Of your life. Later in life, okay, such as not going to Notre Dame, which we've talked about. Thank you for kicking me while I'm down, Dick. Um, so moving on. Besides, I before reflecting on past life decisions, there's only one thing to drink when the Irish are playing. I'm going. I'm saying fuck the hot toddy. And I'm grabbing me some Jameson. And I'm going to walk around my house like I'm fucking Conor McGregor. How was that on my... How was that on the... That was... If Conor McGregor actually talked like that, I would watch more <laughs> more boxing in UFC. So that was good? Was that a good? No. Fuck. So, no, that was a horrible Conor McGregor impersonation. What you actually sounded like was the Catholic priest in the movie The Quiet Man from 1952, John Wayne. Okay. Great movie. I swear, don't talk shit about it. Watch it, because it is amazing. Right next to McClung Talk, my top two John Waynes of all time. All right, so before we get into a dick beats off to John Wayne segment, as you could tell, that I wasn't Wait, 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 be- wait, wait. Don't, don't we all? I mean, can you tell me John Wayne's real first name? Uh, Miriam. Oh, there you go. Um, I wasn't trying to be McGregor. I was trying to be, and I'm going to offend our, you know, only two Irish 
listeners. Me and who? Me. Okay. So, so us. Um, but yeah, I'll be watching the Irish while I drink my Jameson. And Jameson, I, I want to say, once again, not a history teacher. Oh, no. Maybe I'm thinking of Guinness. Maybe it's both of them. That it's one of those things. It's not like those, you know, some of the Mexican beers around here where they don't really drink it in Mexico or like the German beers that they really don't drink, like Heineken. They, that they, they really drink Guinness overseas. Right. Guinness. Is it, is it the same with Jameson? No, I'm pretty sure Jameson mean, yeah, St. James Gate. Yeah. No, like St. they James really drink it there. Yeah. That's my okay. understanding. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't been hey, doubling in a while. Hey, if, if, if you're from Ireland and you're going to. Like make us look like bastards. Go hit for us it. up on four dram and goal at gmail.com. We might even have you as a guest. How, how'd you like to get global up in this bitch? And then prestige you can worldwide root for Notre Dame in Ireland. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be great. So, Jameson, I'm going to drop a shot of Jameson into some Guinness while the Irish play. It's a tradition. I'm drinking Irish car bombs. Is that better? Yeah, that was actually better. Oh, right. It's funny when I talk about the alcohol. <laughs> the action gets better. Um, it got worse as you kept talking, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I caught that too. It turned into like an English. I don't know. Um, Lucky Charles. So yeah, Notre Dame Jameson. That's my take. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Last but not least. Moving the buzz forward. All right. So the most relevant. Co- relevant? The, so the most relevant conference in the Power Five and all of college football. The one. The only. SEC, which just signed a 10-year deal with ESPN to have exclusive football rights and basketball rights, essentially putting CBS at 230 out of its misery. Thank God we just talked about Vern, Uncle Vern, which is retired and will always be, but the rest of those clowns. Side note, side note, side note. Did you hear about Tony Romo in the NFL calling a wildcard playoff game on Nickelodeon? Yes, and they're going to use like goo and slime like in the end zone. That is the greatest news in the world and will totally put 2020 behind me in the window. <laughs> I can deal with it now. That happens. Because they're going to use like the slime zone or something like that. I don't know if it's real, but I saw a picture where they had. No, I saw it on. I saw it on. Uh, I saw it on the. On the. Uh, on the Reddit. News.com, yeah. Uh, uh, they had SpongeBob in between the goalposts for like the the graphics. Like, oh, anyway, I had to so excited. <laughs> Continue with your. I wasn't an SEC fan about nine years ago, but I am one now. Continue, go for it. I didn't have to be an SEC fan. I'm not an SEC fan. Damn it, I don't. That's one thing I don't buy into the SEC is like this whole SEC. I'm, I've never chanted that in in not a sarcastic way. Well, because you're not a traditional SEC. Yeah, okay. correct. Correct. Yeah. So like my 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 hate. For the 2:30 CBS game, where we usually get our ass pounded by Alabama, I won't have to watch that anymore. Now, I will say that I've read a lot about traditional SEC fans saying the most important thing here is what's going to happen to the intro music. The dun, 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 dun. like that. There's that tune that's been on the air since like 1967, like when the first CBS. SEC. Right. Yeah. What happens to that? I mean, that what gives a shit. SEC fans do like they really, really do like your hardcore Auburn, Bama, Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss. Those fans care. That's what they grew up watching. You and I can't mm. don't share that. You and I grew up. Oh, the S Southwest Conference isn't a thing today. <laughs> and then fuck the Big Twelve. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, then you had the Big Twelve theme song, which was uh, no, 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 no. That was that was the Longhorn Network ESPN deal. Ah, they forced you guys to go to the. Got it. Okay. So give me your prediction, Dick. They were looking at Bama and Florida still, I believe, right? Even, dude, they, they, how the hell they lose LSU? I don't know. Um, Somebody threw a shoe. (laughs) Somebody threw a fucking shoe. Yeah. That'll, that's like, um, that's so parallel to, I think, goes back to the conversation. Don't be in that closer game with LSU at the time. Oh, I thought we were talking about throwing shoes, and I think on this day, like 13 years ago, was don't, when... Don't, don't bring it up. Don't fucking say it. When George Bush dodges those I shoes. Knew why, I, how did I know? How did I know you were going to somehow work that into it? Because <laughs> it's one of my favorite George Bush moments. All right. Really? You couldn't go like Austin Powers, like, who throws a shoe? You had to go, you had to go George Bush. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm just going to cut to the chase. We beat this horse dead. Um, Pappy, dude. I mean, if I had it, that's what I'd be drinking. But Bama's going to win. It's always been good, always going to be good. Doesn't matter which one you get. You get Rip 10, you get Pappy 12, 12, 15, 20, 23. All good. All good. Yeah. So I'm a big 12 kid, but I'll be the first to admit SEC's king. Just is. I mean, in the last two decades, solid. Uh, I'd have to up the records for before that but SEC is king so you've got to think king of bourbon I won't have this argument with anybody it's Kentucky okay there's no I mean so I'm drinking something big I'm drinking something with the name Kentucky in it and I'm going to drink something that I haven't had and I want so bad because the reviews have just been off the chart I'm wishful thinking I'm, I'm going to grab me some king of Kentucky what do you think there? I see the smile. Because based off of our pregame notes, it's not where you were going, but I'm glad you ended there. Yep, because I looked at our <laughs> pregame notes and I said, no, nah, I can't go there. I gotta go you lay, I, if you did not say King of Kentucky, I was going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, I think you made the right choice there. Yeah, because I had uh, another, which I won't say, I we type our notes after a couple glasses sometimes. Yeah. You could have even gone like Kentucky cream or cream of Kentucky, rather. That would be good, too. Kentucky cream? C- cream of Kentucky, right? Kentucky cream, huh? I think that's when you make love. In don't the don't do KFC. it. Don't do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's that's a special ingredient. in the, the okay. That's yes. a 23rd spice. <laughs> but I'm kind of intimidated because King of Kentucky seems like one of those, um, well, I guess, as you say, like similar to like uh, cream of Kentucky, there's a lot of batches going on. There's a lot of numbers, lots of barrels. Oh, they're so expensive, man. Yes, and I think that's why, because you're paying. You're gonna know. You're gonna know the DNA of the person that poured into that barrel with those bottles. So it gets kind of intense. Um, I think. I think it goes back to like some of the comments we made about like what's your like enjoyment per dollar or price per pour whatever like you know measure you want to put on it but if i'm paying 250 dollars for something like that's the msrp run on the 2020 batch dude it better knock my socks off and i'm so scared 
with some of these. I'm like, I don't know, dude, like whether it's cream of Kentucky or Kentucky King, Kentucky, or, or some of these other ones, even some of the Kentucky owls, to be honest with you. I mean, then that's what we t- we're talking about. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's a, it's a dangerous game. Like if I'm going to get, if I'm, gonna, if I'm sleeping on the couch for a week because of a decision like this, it better be worth it. I, I say no, but then if, I'm at the store, I see it on the shelf, and it's magically there, or I'm magically winning a raffle. That's one of those raffles that I call my wife, and I go, hey, by the way, I'm buying it at 250 Sold. Sold. Done. All right. As you heard that sound a little while ago, that was a long-ass second dram. We're into the third dram. What are you getting on the palate of that JD there? All right. So... When I first was tasting this, and thank God I wrote it down before I got too schwacy here, um, I get like baker's chocolate right off the front end. Um, yep. So it's like that bitter. It's still chocolate, but it's bitter, right? It's not milk chocolate. It's not sweet. Um, I get a really, really um, like peanutty. I, I said that in the beginning of the show, right? Peanutty aftertaste, and it kind of hits mid palette and it kind of just runs all the way back and I, i'm not mad at it i like it um i'm gonna take another sip here even third dram in man i don't get any of the classic like jack daniel stuff i hate i don't get that charcoaly bitiness what yeah. i do get is kind of like a oak like tinge on the the back palate and what that rolls into is if you let it sit man and you like really try to take it in and you take a big big sip she's a proofy gal proofy gal and she doesn't show her proof throughout the entire experience until that back end and that's what i like about it i'm like i can enjoy all the flavors up front i don't feel accosted Mm. Mm. dirty word that's good, man. I'm excited that you're jumping on some of the JD train. Um, Dude, I really, really want that single barrel rye barrel proof. I saw a couple more posts today. Apparently, it's it's floating around Houston. Um, not in my neck of the woods, but it's somewhere out there. And if Did you see I the Mashing Drum did a comparison with you and your rye breed? Uh, I did. And he said it was close, right? But he still said little knots to the JD. He did give a notch to the JD, but he said they were different. Like, yeah, different, different enough where they're, it's not that one's drastically better than the other. He gave, I think, the right rare breed that I call it the rye breed was more like apple like it was more like fruity um, notes. Kind of your classic yeah. like wild turkey stuff. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I caught his review of this Chattanooga. One uh, one eleven. He did a comparison to the ninety one, and I watched his after somebody else shit on it. Uh, so I was, you know, he kind of say that brought, brought it back home, said good things. So on the palate on this, and I'm here to prove science to you guys. Ever since I started drinking this, these sinus, nose, runny. <laughs> why am I saying things backwards? Because this thing's this bad boy is one hundred and eleven. Um, it's cleared up. Secondhand attestation to that. I think before we started, you were sniffling. Intensified. Anyway, are you saying that whiskey gives you superpowers? Yeah, I I would agree with that too. There's a certain whiskey power that we won't talk about on this show, but um, 
Something to do with like whiskey. So and corn, <laughs> the corn's coming out on the palate, but I'm getting raisins, chocolate covered raisins, man. The nose was good. The the palate is, it has heat. I'm gonna tell you, it has heat, but it's the weirdest like boom eat, and then whoo, with those awesome sound effects I just gave you to describe it. You get those you get those proofy gals that the heat stays on your tongue kind of like a butter mellows for a little bit, smooths out. This one is heat and then it's gone and just leaves the good, good chocolate raisins, the caramel that was on the nose. I think that's my favorite like tasting note is like chocolate covered raisins, berries, whatever you want to call it. Like they're a little bit different, but I don't know, man, like chocolate covered bananas. That sounds good. It sounds really you good. You never had one of those as a little kid? No, I'm not I'm not saying I did. I'm saying it sounds really good right now. <laughs> Third dram. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So so yeah, going back to the nose now that the nose is cleared up some. Getting more of that corn. But I was I was happy with the nose, but I'm the, the palate's good. Awesome. All right. So this has been kind of a longer, longer shot than I thought it would be. Like we're kind of, kind of going here. I want to talk about our next topic, recent bottles we've tried. Um, and, you know, maybe just a quick rundown. I don't want to run down the rabbit hole on these because we got to get to the fourth dram before we close out. But let me, let me kind of understand from like your, your perspective. What's some interesting stuff you tried lately? I mean, good or bad, good, bad, yeah. or ugly. I'll keep it quick. Like always I tried, Sam Houston and Iron Root right there in front of you. Both of them, unfortunately, were not living the hype that I had heard. Yeah. Iron Root was different. It had that Texas funk, which, once again, I don't want to get into too much Texas because I'll get into that in the next episode. Sam Houston. Sam Houston was good. That one lived up to the hype a little bit more. But I've been really striking out with the hype bottles this year, man. It's been more of the traditional yeah. bottles. The smoke wagon is keep keeps coming up with you. Like you just keep reeling back to that. I know that's yeah. where you're going here. No, and I don't want to because I think I'm gonna save that one for our our last podcast of the year. But uh it's been the traditional, you know, EH Taylor barrel proof, EH Taylor uh Elijah Craig, you know, barrel proof. Um, some of the other stuff that I had the Remus batch three special. Reserve. That was, but that was, that was a good one for you. Those ones lived up to the hype. There's been some others um, but that I want to say that Remus, like you didn't even have like a lot of hype behind it. Did you, you just like heard a good review and you're like, nah, let's, let's I've try seen it. it. I've seen it pick up and I've yeah. seen confirmation that I probably got the better batch. Cause I only had batch three, right? Batch three. Yes. Yeah. Um, and everyone's kind of saying that that's the one to go with Four, I think was close behind. But that's that's what I've had lately. Other than that, it's been things that you know I've I've had before. Um, struck out on the birthday bourbon, of course. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at. With but that, that was, could be clear. That was not a disappointment. It just was not able to get your hands on it. Right, right. What about you? What have, what, have um, you what, what have you tried? What was so? I'm gonna. We've been on this rye kick, and I'll, I'll kind of give you credit for this. Like you've been rying it up lately. I mean, mm-hmm. that was. One of our episode titles is Rye Not. I finished two ryes lately. I finished a Sazzy Rye last night, 
and I threw that on the Instagram. I can't call it anything but Sazzy. I don't know why. That's just in my head. And then I also killed a high West rendezvous rye. I think also in one of these podcasts. Um, I'll tell you what, man, I'm really enjoying the rise. I don't know that that is where my life lies. I don't know that well, rise where it's at. Well, I know, but the, I don't know that's rise where it's at for me. Like if you put me on a desert Island with like an infinite case of one bottle, it's not gonna be a rye, but I can appreciate it out of all of that. Sazerac compared to that straight, just high West rendezvous rye. It's so much sweeter. It's less bitey. It's so vanilla. It, it's got like typical rye notes on it. And then the high West, I'm going to say the, the rendezvous rye has more like rye bite and that may just be an age thing. I'm not sure. It's not as, it's not as sweet though on the back end. And I think that's what I really enjoy. I want those classic vanilla notes, right? Um, they're head to head. I would say, I think this goes back to even something you were saying. We'll talk about the end of the year. I recommend the Sazerac, man. Like the old reliables are just old reliables. Buffalo Trace puts out the same product in every bottle year in, year out. So, yeah, <clears throat> I missed out on a big opportunity today. We talked about this. Ed Belfort, Stanley Cup, you know, winning goalie for the Stars. He was in he was in H-Town. You know, any chance for me to throw H-Town out there? He was in H-Town, couple couple liquor stores today, signing bottles of his barrel pick rye, uh, his new whiskey, Belfour. Would have loved to have gone to that, of course. But now you got to buy it. <sighs> if you don't buy it, I'll buy it. I haven't seen it, though. See, but I saw a, I saw a, store, show, a store pick. Dude, that's, that's even what better. Dying. I know, but at 89, and I know we've talked about the would have fifty. Range. I would have 50-50 with you as long as you kept out the bottle for me. True that. Um, we've talked about the celebrity and athlete-endorsed whiskeys at times, and it's... Now, if I if, if I go in Ed Bell's, was there signing bottles? Yeah, hell yeah. But am I going to go tomorrow maybe get it? I don't know. Maybe. So, probably. Crazy question. You're there. He's there. He signs the bottle. You buy it. Do you drink that bottle? I think it would be an insult not to, but you know that. But you save the bottle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Um, my last note on this is Rise, right? So my recent Rye experience, because Rye not, I recently had a High West store pick double Rye finished in a some sort of like cherry cast for like two months or something like that i don't remember what it was just a quick note those are you're typically going to see the store pick high high west products with a black label on it and that's when their barrel finish typically they'll have a runner right along the side of the label and between the front and the back label and it'll say what it's finishing for how long that right there was the best rye i've had this year um i i love that i killed it in one night i sent you pics with it with my other buddy yeah um ak and Dude, that was a legit bottle. That's the same bottle that he drank with me. And he's typically like a like PD Scotch guy. And he was like, I fucking like this. So um, yeah, man. I, I would say if you're if you're in the rye world, look for a high west double rye, not the rendezvous, but a double rye. Try to find that store pick though. It's a legit, legit pick. And there's a couple things High West is making that I think from now on, from the rumors that I've heard, are only gonna be like distillery pickups. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, the 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 most one it's like winter something. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They stopped making Yippie Kaye, which yeah, how could you not like with 
I mean, my favorite movie, my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. How could you not like oh, it? Oh, dude, I had Midwinter's Dream at your house. Yeah, I know that underwhelmed you. It wasn't that, fair, though, because we had already had. We've been drinking. And I. Thick beer, but. Well, we had a was, thick beer, but I think that's the last thing you drank before you left, too, after all those concoctions I put together. NyQuil, bro. Yeah. I, it's NyQuil. syrupy. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to finish it, though. I would oh. have to taste it. Again, I would yeah. have to taste it again to give it a fair, but all right. So, fourth dram. Yep. What's your rating on the JD, man? JD single barrel, barrel proof, gold label. Gold label. I got a little 375, and I'm going to finish this tomorrow night. I'll tell you right now. So, we switched our rating system up. Moving forward, we're going to check the nose, the palate, the overall, and any comments. Um, the big thing, though, is we're going away from the one through five, the zero through five scale. We're keeping like a A, B, C, D and so on, or A, B, C, D, F, and then the increments between. Um, I'm going to give the nose solid A. I'm going to give the palate a B plus. I wish there was some more sweetness there, but I have nothing against it. Overall, though, A minus, man. And I, since I was 15 years old, never thought I would say Jack Daniels was good. And Jack Daniels is good. I don't condone underage drinking, but I'm a realist. <laughs> no, you got to experience it right before you go full throttle and can afford shit like this. Um, I'm not going to get as dicky as Dick did right there because I can't do the, the nose justice at the beginning of the show. I'm just going to give you my rating. This was a B plus, which I it was right where I thought it was going to be. I had heard good and I had heard bad so i knew it was going to be somewhere in the middle i knew this was not going to be something that i was gonna be like oh shit this is fantastic it's good it's really good tennessee whiskey you get the flavors you get the taste for a craft distillery i've had other craft distillery i don't even want to sit on hudson baby bourbon because of how long it's been but i've had the smaller distilleries this one's better hudson sucks plus. yeah that was gonna be nice all Give right. it a try. And at 40, 40, I paid 40. Yeah, $40. 40 that's, for a 750, right? Yes. And I'm not speaking for everybody, but that's that price that it's like you toss it up. Was it a win? Was it a loss? 40? Eh, not bad. Uh, great flavors, sure, uh, you know, caramel, the chocolate raisins. I think it's worth it. I'm definitely going to finish this bottle within the next couple of days, which is usually a good sign. So I'm going to stick with a B plus. Now I got to ask you real quick before we close out, you bought the small bottle. Mm -hmm. Yep. For 30, 31 to change. Yeah. So the seven fifty is 62 something worth it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a buy. This is a buy all day. Yeah, and this is not insulting because I love Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is the, is one of those that if you're not going to go big or go home in the whiskey game, if you're just the guy who's like, I drink whiskey, <laughs> you know, Jack Daniels is usually that label. It's the most sold whiskey in the world. Jack Daniels, you know, are in America. Maybe I got to check that. I think I sound like Ben Stiller in Dodgeball in America. Anyway, so yeah, people are going to buy Jack Daniels and then they have a bunch of fancy bottles. Anyway, not to go in a rabbit hole. I just wanted to know, was it worth the buy? Totally. All right. Well, we're going to close out. We're over that goal line. We've scored. We gave your predictions um, on the conference games. We gave you some things we've had lately. 
We appreciate it. We're going to keep going. We're trying to get better. We're getting more pumped. This is exciting. We're going to keep it going. My boy Dick's going to give you the social media update. You know, Dick always finishes. So um, the big thing here is Zay Dramers can't appreciate you enough if you listen to this episode. Keep it coming. Um, let us know, though, like what we, what you like, what you don't like. I mean, we do some wild out shit. Um, follow us on the Facebook, the fourth Dram and goal. Um, hit us up the ends up fourth Dram. Like we said, we're trying to engage more and more. But give us some, you know, candid feedback. Slide into the DMs. Um, fourth Dram and goal at gmail.com. Um, that's 4thdramandgoal at gmail.com. Um, we will love to hear from you. All right, so Kurt, I'm going to pass it off to you, man. You got uh, the quote of the episode. Bring us yes. home, bro. All right. Since we talked about Oklahoma, even though it was brief and we think that Iowa State's going to win that game, you cannot underappreciate the things Barry Switzer did during his time there. So I'm going to go with a good old Barry Switzer coat. Some people are born on third base and go through life thinking they hit a triple. That's deep right there. That is deep, man. man. All right, guys, to the next snap and the next dram. Drink on, drammers. <laughs>